The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. How would you describe the world we live in? In today's day and age, information is at our fingertips. You don't have to look very far to get a good idea about the kind of world we live in. Just last week, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, a Christmas parade was interrupted by a red SUV barreling down the street, killing five people and leaving 48 injured. Last week, in Australia, the Bureau of Meteorology declared that a La Nina would be happening for the second year in a row. La Nina is a weather phenomenon that can result in extreme temperature swings and flash flooding. For some perspective, last year's La Nina resulted in over a billion dollars in property damage, and it left thousands of Australians without a home. Last week also saw the 100th day under Taliban rule for those in Afghanistan. And just in the past couple days, there's been rumors of another coronavirus variant spooking around the world. What kind of world do we live in? A chaotic one? Probably. A dangerous one? Almost absolutely. You don't have to look very far to find that out. A couple sermons ago, Pastor described possibly the worst year in all human history. Some historians think it was the year 536 AD. Historians say that this was just a terrible year and it kicked off a terrible decade. Things were just chaotic, people died, temperature changes ensued. It was just a bad time to be alive. But was it the worst time ever? As I look at the headlines of history and of just last week, it makes me realize I don't think there's ever been an easy time to be alive on planet Earth. It seems that the one thing we've been able to count on is chaos. Ever since sin entered the world, there hasn't been a decade, a year, a day, or even a moment that hasn't been touched by sin's decay. But you know, Jesus told us it would be this way. Didn't he? In our text for today, shortly before Jesus' betrayal and death, he pulls his disciples aside and he tells them this. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Jesus told his disciples that one day the world will just come apart. One day the skies will be rearranged, everyone on the earth will be in complete chaos, and the sea will roar and foam, because on that day Jesus will return. Ever since the fall into sin, 
the world has been on a slow trajectory heading towards that day, heading towards Jesus' return. And Jesus tells us it will happen this way. So the chaos that's going on in the world, every headline we see, every natural disaster, every car crash, these are all signs. Jesus tells us that these are signs that light the way till he comes again at the end of time. Just as we can look at trees to see which season is coming next, Jesus says, look at the signs and you'll know that I'm coming again. And so Jesus tells his disciples that as the world falls apart around them, they can know that he's on his way. And when Jesus does return, it will be a terrifying day. Everyone will see it. it. He'll be in his full glory. No one will sleep through their alarm and happen to miss it. It won't be like a solar eclipse where you have to stand at a specific spot at a specific time to get the best view. Everyone, everyone will see Jesus on that day. And for those who weren't expecting to see him, it, it will be a fearful day. Jesus tells us people will faint in terror as they see real chaos and as the things that they've built up for themselves in this life won't come through for them. Whether it's their finances, their health, their career, those things will topple on that day. So yes, there will be fear and terror when Jesus comes back. But not for us. No, Jesus tells us that on that great and glorious day, our reaction will be completely different. Jesus tells us, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads. He says that when the whole world around us is confused, we can be calm and collected. When everyone else is just perplexed, we can have perfect peace. But how? How can we have composure and peace on a day like that? In today's world, we don't have to look very far to know that peace can be hard to come by. We see the headlines happening around the world, and whether it's in Finland or on our front doorstep, we get worried. We get anxious and uptight, and that's exactly what the devil wants to happen. You see, he wants us to get so invested with this life that peace just seems out of the question. He wants us to think that our only real option is to just despair. When you encounter these hard times, what's your reaction? Well, what kind of driver are you? As you go along the highway and you hit a patch of ice, what's your reaction? Do you grip the wheel even tighter and slam on the brakes, try to control the situation and steer to safety? Or do you just coast over the danger, close one of your eyes, and hope everything will be okay? The same is true of life. What happens when you hit a patch of ice? What happens when cancer hits or your company lets you go? What happens when you go through a rough breakup or that investment goes south? What do you do then? Do you try and control the situation? Make sure things don't spiral out of control? Or do you just close an eye and try and drift through it? You see, as long as we're on earth, 
The devil wants us to think that in order to have perfect peace, we need to have complete control of the situation at all times. We need to have the perfect job, the perfect marriage, the perfect kids, the perfect 10-year plan. That's how you find peace. That's how you can be calm amid the chaos of this world. But when we take a glance at the headlines, the world around us seems anything but peaceful. Everything seems so out of control. So how can we have peace in a world like this? The answer is in a small town, the small town of Bethlehem. When Jesus first came to earth, it wasn't in power and glory. No, it was in gentleness and humility. When Jesus first came to earth, no one trembled at his coming. In fact, most people didn't even know he had arrived. But still, he came. He he sat in the manger. The Prince of Peace had come to bring peace to a chaotic world. He came to mend our shattered relationship with God, to take care of our biggest problem by taking on our own flesh and blood. He stood up to the temptations of the devil and the world. He fulfilled God's law in our place perfectly. And his road led him to the cross where he shed his blood without a question. All for us to pay for each and every one of our sins. And dear friends, that's why we can lift up our heads. That's why Jesus tells us to do that when he comes. He says, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Jesus himself is our redemption. He is the purchase price for our salvation. He bore our pain, our punishment, so that we could be with him in paradise. And so when we see these signs coming, we can have peace because of Jesus' first coming. But until Jesus comes again, how are we to wait? The clock ticks on and on. We start to get sleepy. And sign after sign appears. It can be hard to be patient can be hard to wait. And maybe as you wait, the temptation is to make the most of this life, to slip into the mindset that this is it. This is as good as it gets. And maybe we tell ourselves, Jesus is coming again. I know. But do our actions say something different? Maybe we're tempted to grip the steering wheel even tighter, to ensure that we have complete control of the situation when everything seems to be spiraling out of control. How are we to wait? How to prepare for Jesus' coming? That's what the season of Advent is all about. It's about asking ourselves, how will I welcome Jesus when he comes again? Well, how do you welcome a guest? Do you spend days ahead planning Do you buy all the perfect groceries to make the perfect meal be the perfect host? How do you welcome a friend that you haven't seen for years? How should we welcome our Savior? How should we welcome the one who loves us most of all? Well, Jesus himself tells us how. He says, don't be heavy. Don't get weighed down in this life. Instead, let your hearts be light. 
So if there's something in your life that's taking over, Jesus says, be careful. If work is starting to dominate your time and your energy, Jesus says, be careful. If there's something that is taking your eyes off of Jesus, dear friends, Jesus says, be careful. He doesn't want to come back and find that you've given your heart to something or someone else. So be ready. Jesus tells us to be ready by keeping our hearts free from the worries, cares, and concerns of this life. Instead, give those over to Jesus. He's waiting with open hands, waiting to take them from us. Be ready by preparing a place in your heart for Jesus. And dear friends, as God's children, you are ready. You already are ready for his coming because each one of you is someone that Jesus loved so much that he came to earth to die for your sins. He just had to have you as one of his own. and He's made his home in your heart. He's given us his word to strengthen us when we are weighed down by this life's pleasures, concerns, and cares. He gathers us here where he gives us his spirit to look forward to his coming again. And so we can trust these signs. When we hear of tragedies happening around the world, we can trust that they're pointing to Jesus coming again. The one who told us about these signs loves us more than anything else. And as the signs come and go, foundations may fail, society may crumble, but we can have perfect peace because God's given us his word to strengthen us and uphold us. Everything else might fall apart, but God's word will remain forever. We can hold it close as the day approaches. So, how would you describe the world we live in? Chaotic? Probably. Dangerous? Almost absolutely. But we don't have to worry. We can have perfect peace. The world has always been that way and it always will be. But Jesus told, tells us that we can hold our heads high as we wait for his return. Thanks be to God, this world is just a stepping stone, a resting place as we make our journey towards heaven. And as we journey through life, if you feel that the car is swerving out of control, remember who's at the wheel. It's not me, it's not you, it's not this world's leaders or the wealthiest in the world, not our enemies, not even the devil. It's Jesus himself. Because everything is going according to plan. Not our plan, but his plan. And so we can wait for that day. We can take in the signs and trust them. When he returns, you can lift your heads up and have perfect peace. Until he returns, we can live with peace all year long and confidently wait for that day. For he himself is our peace. Amen.